Hey guys, welcome to WWNT Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Evening, everybody. And Fedra Ekris. Hello, everyone. So on tonight's show, we're going to be doing is we're going to talk about a lot of the news that came out of D23, but we're also going to be reviewing She-Hulk, episode number five, and we're also going to go over some news. So I guess we can start with She-Hulk episode number five, since the two of you just finished watching it, right? Down to the wire, yes. Yeah, it's pretty quick, too. It felt quick. Yeah, I would say it was probably about 20, 22 minutes, because they usually have like about five minutes of commercials, and then you have the recap before it starts. I'm fine with that. You know, it's like... But no end scene this week. Yeah, no end scene. That's true. Yeah, but they don't always have an end scene. Uh, you know, they've had a couple. I don't know why they do that. They're not consistent, but I don't care. Yeah, the quicker, the better. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the so, quicker, the better. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Ladies first. How about that? Okay. As always. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it felt like a filler episode. Mm. Uh, I don't think uh, there is anything in particular that I enjoyed about the episode overall i mean i think maybe the last part where we got a sneak peek of daredevil's you know um masking part from the fashion designer but that was really it uh i would say this is really like parallel to the twerking episode so you know you think so well because it's it's like i get what they're trying to show with you know her Jennifer Walters and being, you know, She-Hulk and finding her identity, finding her like fashion sense and maybe this connection with this attorney and and all of that. Like, yeah, I can kind of see that. But as far as like having me engaged or or wanting to to really be blown away by the episode. No, there was nothing, nothing at all in the episode. (laughs) All right, Jack. Um. I thought it was a cute le- little episode, but like you said, nothing really much happened. Um, like I said, I was watching it. I was hoping the payoff would have been her in the purple superhero suit. Mm. Um, didn't happen, though. So I guess we'll see that next week, maybe. But it had a couple of funny moments, I thought. I thought parading her dates out in front of the courtroom was kind of funny. Yeah. You know, but in this episode, I'm I'm not quite sure what the animators are doing. Um when she moved, she seemed stiffer than she mm. did in previous episodes. Yeah, usually she, is, yeah. she's I don't know, something seems to be going wonky with the uh animation because Last week, she had some very strange expressions. Uh, this week, she looks almost mechanical in the way she moves. She's so stiff and everything just sort of moves a certain way. Um, she's not moving like a real person. So I, I don't know what's happening with the uh, effects on the show, but... It seems each week they're starting to slide backwards a little bit. Well, it, it does seem like Disney's having a problem 
with their CGI. They're very inconsistent with She-Hulk. I mean, I, I think that the Hulk looked good for the most part in his scenes, but she just doesn't seem like she's really there at times. It's like, it's obvious that an actor is acting in front of a, a green screen or, you know, a motion capture person or whatever. There's just something wonky about her CGI that they haven't gotten right yet. But I also read too that the CGI team or the people that works to animate stuff for Disney and, and works on Marvel and Star Wars stuff, they've been going through a lot of crap. They've been working a lot of hours and they have... I, they've been complaining about it, you know, with Disney and a lot of people complained about Thor love and thunders CGI that they had to actually reduce some of the CGI. If you watch in Disney plus now, they changed some scenes because from people complaining about it, that they had to touch up the CGI. So, and it could be that, you know, JPEG cause he is a cheap bastard, that guy. That's how he was with the parks. And that's kind of how he is with, uh, I guess, everyday life. I was talking to Dan about this, too. We really weren't going to mention it, but they're making an inside out, too. Did you hear that? No, I, I remember you mentioning it. That's as far as it got. But uh, even that, I don't I don't see I don't see why. Well, it's because that's what they do. They know they have a built in audience that are going to see it. It's probably not going to be very good. I was never a fan. Of, I'm probably the only person that didn't like the first one. But my point is they offered Amy Poehler $5 million and a cut of the profits. And everybody else, the rest of the, the emotions, they offered hundred grand and no cut of the profits. So they all said, well, screw it. We ain't coming back. you know. And they're like, well, that's fine. We'll just replace you. And I think it's more of cost cutting. You know, it's wow. like, why do you? Why do you have to do that? Even like when you look at Pinocchio that came out recently, you can tell they did some cost cutting and they do cost cutting with the parks. I, I, on the front page of the New York Post, there was a big article stating how people are just complaining about Walt Disney World, that a lot of the rides are broken for, for months, uh, that it's just not worth the money. Like you pay extra to, like you have to pay for that, the, the fast pass now there's some fast passes i guess it's a lightning fast pass you know you pay extra money to get to the head of the line and then the ride breaks and you're stuck there for 40 minutes and you're already paid for all the money and, and like so many people are complaining they just they're charging more money for people to go into the parks but they're not giving you what you deserve or what you should be getting that's what the well, article it, had said it, it's also the other thing it's like we went we used to go down to disney and we would stay off property. <clears throat> but then one year we figured, you know what? Let's splurge. And all it took was that one time. And we never stayed off property again. Because different amenities, sort of like uh, the Disney Express. The fact that we could go to the airport here in Jersey, go to Newark, pack our bags, and we don't have to worry about them until we arrive in the hotel. We get off the plane. We go over to where they have the buses, brings us to our hotel. All those kind of things are gone now. So it's almost like, what are we paying the premium prices? Because you know what? When they cut those things, they didn't drop the price, stayed exactly the same. 
Uh, I've also seen a lot of complaints online about the uh, the buses that go from the hotel to the parks. They've cut those. <clears throat> so a lot of things going on with Disney. Plus, you're right, Joe. The prices keep going up uh, to enter the park. And they've gotten rid of the park, the park hopper. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's still in effect. I think that that was during covid um, I, well, I think we were, we were kind of looking, you know, to go again, but, yeah. uh, you know, at this point we're thinking maybe go to Europe instead <laughs> for that yeah. price. Yeah. For, for that. I mean, seriously, for that price now, uh, Disney used to be a great vacation and a little bit of a pricey trip. Now it's, it's not there for it it's gone downhill like i know like when i used to go like i had an annual pass for about 10 years and when i first went i was like oh man this is i i feel like i'm robbing them because they were giving me so much just the way you were treated when you would come in everybody had a right. smiley face everybody was greeting you it's like can i help you um it just you really felt like you were paying extra for the service that you got, but then they changed things. It's like they used to have it like where your hair couldn't be a certain length. Like it couldn't touch the car. Like you were in, in grade school or, or Catholic grade school. Uh, you couldn't have facial hair. You couldn't have tattoos. You couldn't have excessive ear piercings. And then all of a sudden people started complaining, you know, saying that's like, well, that's not, uh, that's not right for people that, that have the tattoos. It, it's uh, being, uh, somewhat phobic, you know, towards other people's cultures. So they changed all that. And it just feels like service has gone downhill. When I used to go to the haunted mansion, you know, you would be waiting in line and all of a sudden the, the door would just slam and your head's like, wait there, you know, and then they would open the door and it's like, drag your body into the middle of the room. <laughs> now they're just like, Come on, keep moving, keep it moving. You're not getting that service because, and plus, they're hiring young kids that are either in high school or in college that just don't give a damn. Like they just care that they're getting paid for a job. They're they're not they're not performers, which they used to be. That they, they don't take pride in working for Disney. It's just they're getting a paycheck, and that's all they care. I'm not saying everybody does, but I'm saying that I have encountered a lot of staff like that and it's disappointing because it's gone downhill and years ago it would never have happened because they would have had people on site monitoring the staff to make sure that they don't behave that way and that they give extra service to people and now they just don't care it's going downhill we need new leadership <laughs> it's got to be me it's the only person <laughs> I can because you know i will i'll be like the new walt disney where i'll go in the parks every day and well, I am king of the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, lo I love the passion from you, Joe, because it shows that you do really care and that you you want it to be a good, you know, experience for everyone, not just yourself. And I think and it's going to be some show because you can tell just looking at him here, he's extra chipper today. I don't know. Am I? <laughs> yes, yeah. You, you seem oh, very I'm... smiley, happy. I don't know in your seat almost. Meanwhile, right. Fedra and I are both dead tired. All right. Well, I'll try to keep this moving along. So, yeah, my thing with the She-Hulk, I don't know why, but I just seem to like the show better than you guys. I think I, I like the show better than most people. Hmm. And I, I think it's it could be it could 
it's not a bad show, but it could just be so much better if they just got a few things right. Um, yeah. I like the, I like the assistant. Oh, uh, Nikki. No, I, like, I, I like most of the cast. I mean, to <clears throat> me, it's a sitcom. It's a, it's a yeah. comedy yeah. slash sitcom. It, and that's what I want to watch. Like, I'll watch something like that over and over again if I think it's funny. Like, I would watch this episode. I would like, I would watch the Wongers episode again, you know, because I just think it's, it's light. It's funny. But I can understand people being pissed off. It's like, I want to see She-Hulk from the comics. I want to see her being like a Marvel superhero. Yeah. And now I don't know what the hell she is. It's kind of like she's more interested in what kind of clothes she's wearing than yeah, she is. Exactly. I want to see her more aggressive. I really do. Well, again, I'm entertained though. I mean, I, I, I guess I would maybe if we saw that, I might not like it as much, but I kind of am enjoying it. I, you know, I like that the guy was super interested in getting like his air Jordan Iron Man three sneakers. I thought that was funny. His strip broker. Yeah. I thought that they were, I don't know what a drip broker is, but I, I don't know what that was either, but I liked that they were working together off each other. I thought they were, they had good charisma, the two of them together. Chemistry. Good timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And, and that, uh, that clothing designer was kind of like Edna mode from the Incredibles. Um, Except I think they could have gotten somebody better than that guy. Um, he was still good, though. But I, I don't know. I just kind of enjoy the show. And I'm starting to see, too, that she's not as confident as she is. Like, it's almost like she's it's, it sounds crazy, but a little bit like Larry David, like where she's somewhat rational about how she looks at life. But everybody around her just makes her life a little worse, you know, and that she has to deal with it. And, uh, you know, because, like, she's not confident with men, as you can see with the guys that she had gone out with. She's not confident with the women she meets either, like that that lawyer that represented her. She's like, do you, do you think we go for a drink? <laughs> you know? And Oh, I thought that was kind of sad. Like, oh, it's great. We're friends now. And the woman's like, uh, no. Exactly. That's what I, I mean, and people love to complain about the show that, that it hates men. And sometimes it does, but sometimes it hates women. Like that, that girl, that drunk slut of a girl that was in there last week. Alice, Allison. Yeah, Ma- yeah, Madison. 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 Think it is. With the Y, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> oh, wow. Is she here right now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, that wasn't very, uh, what's the word, female inspiring for, for female viewers. Uh, I mean, some people think that's empowering. I don't know where the heck they get that from. But they do. That was empowering? I mean, some women do see that as empowering, just being a hot mess and being like, yeah, I could be a hot mess and it's totally cool. It's like, yeah, I will be like on the other side of the street. I, I will be <laughs> down the street. I would not even want to be near you. Like especially your voice. It was just too much, but uh, no, I, I really like, for me, it's just being annoying because, you know, the whole interaction with, um, Oh, what's her name? Titania, Titania, like really like, first of all, like, I guess, you know, because she's some, you know, quote unquote, Kim Kardashian kind of wannabe in Mm -hmm. this show, 
Like she could just bust into a courthouse and not have to worry about any legal fees or, or being even locked up. Somehow she got away with that real easy. They're just like, oh, yeah, we won't charge her or anything because she's pretty and she has this like makeup line. And then when she has the makeup line and then, you know, she's uh, she Hulk is taking her to court. Like, that's where I wanted her to be aggressive. I wanted her to grab that little Barbie doll by the throat and put her on the wall and be like, yeah. that is my name. I am She-Hulk. Now, like, just drop this little pop-up thing you got going on and that's it. We're cutting it down. Like, like that's what I expected. And, and here she is, like, this little, like, pathetic lawyer, like, I'm going to take you to court and I'm going to show everyone that that's my name. It was just like, that's what I can't buy. It's like, I get it that she doesn't have this confidence, but it's like, when are we going to see it? Like, because we haven't seen it when those guys attacked her. The only time she saw any form of confidence is when she was with Bruce. And that was because that's her family. But it's like, you know, we're we're running out of episodes. And just I'm going to do the same thing, juxtaposition of how I've said about any male uh, superhero when they make them weak and fake. I I don't like it. And I certainly don't like what they're doing with her as She-Hulk because... I tend to see this as more of a persona of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, where Jennifer Walters is supposed to be this kind of meek, you know, methodical lawyer. But then when she becomes She-Hulk, she should be more dominant, more robust, more like I'm in control here. Like, and it's like, I still don't see it. So I get pissed off because it's just like, if if I like I even put myself in it like if I could be She-Hulk and I could be eight feet tall like I would be like yo I'm gonna throw this car at you <laughs> if you don't take this little makeup line down I don't care how many Instagram followers you have you ain't gonna have an arm <laughs> when I'm done with you you know what I mean like that's that. the part of She-Hulk she likes because yeah you like- know on. <laughs> Weighing in at a whopping what? Five two? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm five one. <laughs> I yeah. want to be eight I'm, feet tall. I mean, I'd love to be five two. I'd have it. I don't think she's eight feet inch. tall. Well, she you looks know. like it though. I mean, she's. She, I think she's less than seven feet. And the fact she can't dress, I do love that because I'm not a fashionista. There's plenty of women out there, you know, who just don't, you know, dress like eh. Kim Kardashian. Like, okay, fine. But it's just like super girly. And I just, I'm not feeling it. I'm I'm not girly. I've never been and I probably never will be. Well, I think we heard too. I, I don't understand because like Bruce gave her a lot of clothes and like, you know, they were just like t-shirts and everything. If she could wear t-shirts, I think she could wear clothes. I, I think that they're just making that into a storyline that she can't yeah. find clothes to fit her. But I or think this next identity week, of what she Hulk is supposed to be like, is this sexy Hulk type of thing? Well, next week we're going to see she's going to be in her new clothes that the guy designed for her. And we've seen in the trailer when it even before the series came out, she has like that sequin white dress and everything. So she's going to look very fancy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Bottom line, I, I do like the series. I, I am going to say it's this was the fifth episode. There's yeah. nine episodes. I am going to rule this regardless of what happens in the future. This is the best series that Marvel has ever put out for me. It's rewatchable. It's short. It's nice in small pieces. 
I'm not offended by most of the stuff in it. I laugh sometimes. I smile sometimes. I think it's a good show. I, I you know, and I, I think people that don't give it a chance, uh, you know, you might watch it and say, oh, I hate this. This is not my thing at all. But I think, you know, some people will like it. Like me. <laughs> Who um, are you? I'm me. I'm Joe. <laughs> All right, so let's get into uh, D23. So I sent you guys a lot of trailers last week. Yeah. And, and there were a lot of reveals. Um, it was pretty interesting. They, they definitely brought a lot of stuff. A lot of the stuff I, Jack and I had predicted. I, you know, you, were you here last week? Oh, no, you were, you were, no. You were here for the beginning. No, you were here. No, you were here for the beginning. Just for the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about predictions that, we might see, and I was wrong in everything, but a lot of that stuff I read online and they were wrong too. So it just wasn't us. But anyway, let's get into Lucasfilm first. And we got to see the episode, uh, the, the trailer for the Mandalorian season three, which is supposed to premiere February, 2023. Talks amongst yourselves. Well, I mean, I'm wearing the, <laughs> The uh the little guy Groku right now, so yeah. I'm a, I'm always representing. I mean, I I was excited. Uh, some parts that I think I cringed, probably Joe cringed as well. Um, which is the whole Mando Daddy sequence. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of like this is getting too much. So. <clears throat> I mean, overall, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes and how they do it. It's it's just again, you know, how how realistic is this going to be? Is it going to be really like cheesy about this relationship? And again, like, shouldn't he be dropped off somewhere, learning the Jedi Force? You know, not going on these, you know, trips with Mando. But I mean, the the intro looked great. I really love the uh, female Mandalorian and how, you know, she's talking about the whole betrayal. Like that got me interested. It's like, okay, who's he going to have to fight? Who's what's, what's, what's this whole thing going to be? But yeah, I mean, it, it was, I was getting a little uneasy as soon as the whole kid thing started happening. Okay. I, I agree too. I mean, it's, it's a little too cuddly. You know, like, I, I, the reason I like The Mandalorian is because it's like, you know, the lone, the lone gunman walks into town. You know, he stirs up trouble or trouble finds him. And I, I don't know. I didn't really get that feel from the trailer. So I, I think, uh, the show may be a victim of Grogu's success mm. that, you know, since people thought, Oh, he's so cute. He's adorable. Um, they're starting to focus a little too much on him instead of the Mandalorian. So I hope that isn't the case uh, when the show starts, but uh, that was, that was the part that that's kind of what I took away from it. Like, Okay, we're getting a little too much of this baby Yoda thing. Like, even at the part where, you know, 
uh, Grogu's in the cockpit with him and says a little bubble that was made for him. It's kind of creepy because I don't understand. First of all, he's the Mandalorian. Like when we first saw him in season one, you know, he was a killer. Like he just did his job, what he's supposed to do. Why would he fall in love with this baby that he had found? It just doesn't make sense. Like you might have like the coldest heart. You might be a Grinch or whatever the hell. I, it just seems opposite of what a Mandalorian character would be. Why would you tie yourself to a creature where you can just drop him off where he can be a Jedi? And he's like, I need to see him again in season two. And then he's got to give him a gift and all this crap. And then like Luke was Luke, yeah, Luke gives him uh, Grogu the choice. It's like, well, you can either train to be a Jedi or you can go back with the Mandalorian. And he goes back to the Mandalorian. It, it's, I don't understand it, except what Jack said is that this show is becoming a victim of Grogu's success, that they can't do something like what they did with Groot, with the baby Groot shorts, you know, with, mm-hmm. with Grogu. Like if they do that, yeah, it'll be three minute shorts, but I think people will fall out of favor with Grogu because they're just thrown in there, you know, and they can't give him his own series. I, I think that they probably, what they could have done is they could have gotten, uh, what's her name? Amy Serratus's character to take care of him. And, uh, you know, the one that, that's the mechanic. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Who, who I swear reminds me of Tracy Ullman so much. <laughs> yeah, she does look. She, she really does, yeah. does. Yeah. Well, they could have also just divided the storyline. Like you could keep it consistent of his training because there will be people that are still interested in the character. But it should really be the focus of the Mandalorian, which I completely agree with Jack. Yeah, I think it's like they're trying to push like opposites attract in a way too, like with Grogu and the Mandalorian, and that he's Grogu is slowly melting his heart. Like I think Grogu's a pain in the ass. He's a spoiled brat, you know, that he gets away with murder for the things that he does. The Mandalorian never really punishes him. I did not like that line where that. She seems like she's a new character. Uh, someone was dressed up in Mandalorian gear, and she says, "Oh, you, did, did you think your your dad was the only Mandalorian?" Yeah, you know, they don't use the word "dad" in Star Wars. I mean, you know, it's like I I didn't like that they use the word "yippee" in Star Wars. You could say "father," you could say "mother," you don't say "mama" or "mommy." You know, uh, it's just really weird. It, it, that, well, I mean, the only little kid we've really seen, well, kid, only really Anakin. kids we saw were Anakin and when he, in episode one, and then Leia. But we really haven't spent too much time around kids in Star Wars. I'm just Maybe saying, I, Dad and Mom do work in there. I, well, I'm just saying, I don't like it. You know, it's like, it's almost like, you know, they say something like, "Well, let's go watch the baseball game." In Star Wars, you don't say that. You know, it, it's got to be something different. And I, I, father is okay because it, it seems like a universal word for a, a male parent. You know, dad is is kind of slang, and I'm not saying that it's it's strictly American. I mean, other European countries use it, but it's I don't know. 
I, I'm not going to carry on with that. But I did have a question, though. So the, the armorer basically says, well, now that you took your, har- your helmet off, that's it. You can't be a Mandalorian anymore. How come Katie Sackhoff, who plays Bo- Bo-Katan, she's got her helmet off more than she has it on? How come she's, and she's a- like a princess or something, right? Yeah. How come yeah. she's how come she's a Mandalorian? You know, how come she's still a Mandalorian and they don't tell her? It's like, you're out of the club, sister. Jack? I guess because she's royalty. I, I don't know. Have, like, I, it doesn't make favors. sense to me either. And the same thing. Look at Django Fett. Django Fett walked around without his helmet all the time. True. I don't know. And his armor. He had both his armor and his helmet on. Well, I would say with Django Fett, they probably, the Caminos were like, well, we won't tell anybody that you took it off. <laughs> you know? But yeah, it, or it, it's just we like- We won't this tell one. anybody, but we'll use your face on every soldier we do. <laughs> All right, you got me there. Um, but yeah, it seems like they're being really strict with him. It's like, what the hell? You know? It just doesn't make any sense. But I think that, doesn't he have the Darksaber? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's going to lead to something that maybe he's either going to surrender it to Bo-Katan or he's going to be the leader of the Mandalorians at some point. But the thing is, he can't surrender it. She won't take it. Oh, is that it something? It has to be one in combat. Yeah, it has to be one. Yeah, but Or still... else the claim isn't valid. This is the way. <laughs> well, maybe he'll fake it, you know? Anyway... What was it? Um, well, you know, we saw Carl Weathers. I'm glad that he's back. And like I said, Amy Serdis, she, I always thought she played a good role, not too much, just enough, you know, like where she kind of comes in, puts in a little humor, is a mechanic. I like her. So this season, they're adding a couple of new people that cast uh, Christopher Lloyd. I, he might just be in for one episode. And Tim Meadows from Saturday Night Live. Okay. Which okay. I, ne- I I never liked that guy. I just felt like he's never done anything outside of Saturday Night Live. Like he could never make movies like the rest of the cast. Never thought he was funny. He was, I mean, he was a good straight man, but I just never found uh, You me. know what? I think that's exactly it. I, I, I've seen him in things, but he's, he, I think you're right. The straight man he's better at. Yeah, I think he, like when he was in Saturday Night Live, he was kind of the straight man, you know, like where someone would be funny and, and he would react to them. But I just never found him as a comedian. I forget. He had some character where he was like some suave, sophisticated uh, something guy. I forget what it was called. You know, he was kind of like a gigolo. But again, I just never got it. Anyway. I'm looking forward to it, mostly because The Mandalorian has still been very consistent as one of the best shows that Disney Plus has put out. And uh, I I still have confidence in Jon Favreau, Dave Filoni, that they'll give us something good. I I just hope that they don't get too arrogant and conceited and are influenced by Kathleen Kennedy, where they start changing things around. but so far, it looks good. I, I, w- I was happy with the trailer. A little confused, but I'm just glad we're getting a season three. All right. So the next Star Wars thing that they revealed, which was kind of a surprise for me, 
was the Tales of the Jedi animated. I don't know if that's a series or if it's a one shot. It's six. No, it's I, probably, think it's, I think it's a series. I no, it might be like that uh, that Japanese anime star uh, Star Wars thing. I forget what that was called. Um, but it was just a bunch of stories. It's 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 two stories of fate, but there's six original episodes. So I, I think it's about Ahsoka Tano and it's about Dooku. And I think what it's going to do, it's going to split them up into three different stories, two for each character. Where you, I think we saw Ahsoka Tano as a baby and then her training with Anakin. And then I don't know what else they're going to do. And then same thing with Dooku. You know, we see him with Qui-Gon and then him arguing with Mace Windu and all that. But it seems interesting. My only issue that, and I say this over and over again, is good Lord, you get with the times and change the animation of the people's faces. I do not like like the square drawn look of people's chins and noses and foreheads. I don't know why Dave Filoni still hangs to that crap. Uh, you know, just make it look a little better. You know, it's. They, no, I, I like the way they looked in Rebels. It did look better. Like, in Clone Wars always looked a little bit sharp angled. I could just look so much better. Uh, I just wish they would abandon that style. Anyway, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I mean, I've, I've never seen the other animated ones, so I would have to go back to compare. I don't remember much of the trailer, so I'm not. That's too much homework for you, Fedra, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think what is it like seven seasons, 26 episodes each season? Oh wow. And, yeah, and that's, that's just that's, yeah, that, that yeah. that's a big undertaking. That's just the Clone Wars, and then you got Rebels, and then you got the Bad the other, Batch. Yeah, Bad Batch you talked about too. So I haven't seen any of those. So I would probably wait okay. it out. I mean, you know, maybe one day we'll suggest you to see a particular really good episode, but one at the moment I can't think of any. I've seen some of Clone Wars, but you know, and some good episodes. Uh, I, I think the last season of Clone Wars was probably the best that they've done. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. You know, and I mean, let's face it, the Ahsoka Mall fight was just that really brought brought you back to the days of seeing, you know, the original trilogy on screen because it was just like that wild. Mm. I, I have an, an issue with Dooku though. I think they made him sound like Alan Rickman instead of Christopher Lee. If you remember from the trailer. Mm. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I don't know. Christopher Lee, I'm just so used to his voice. They could have done a better job of impersonating him. I would say they don't they didn't need to go that route where his voice is so much younger that it's unidentifiable. But I, I think it would be interesting. I just hope that it's probably when I watch it, I'm like, well, couldn't they have seen the signs that he was turning bad at this point? You know, because you could just see in the trailer that he's a bit of a jerk and they could have stopped him early on. And then again, we'll probably just say, ah, and that just goes to show that the Jedi's were a bunch of idiots, that they they knew they had bad people amongst their midst, and all they did was talk in the background, and then they never did anything, and then later on, they were destroyed by them. And I think that that's what we're going to see with Dooku. 
I don't know. I I, I was kind of lackluster about it. Um, we've we've seen like I like Ahsoka Katana, but we've seen her story enough. Yeah, I'm getting tired. I, I, of her. I don't see the point of going back and revisiting it again. She's um, a fan favorite. That's the whole thing. Is that yeah? Maybe? But I want to. I want to see her new stuff. I want to see when she's older after she left the order. Well, we're getting that with uh, the live action. We're getting it with the series, which I'm looking really yeah. forward to. I'm surprised we didn't see anything of that. Yeah, but like going back to her early days as a Jedi in training, we've seen that. We've seen so much of that. Find something else, you know. Um, and Dooku. I don't know. I I don't I don't think he's that interesting. That was a surprise, though. You know that they went with Dooku. Yeah. Uh, you know, and not that they. I guess you can ruin his character if you create a a bad origin for him. But he wasn't that spectacular, like you said. Uh, he, he was in two movies and barely in the in the third. Uh, was it the Revenge of the Sith? He got killed pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, he was an interesting character, and I, and I think that Christopher Lee was probably, I'll say, he was probably the best part of that movie series because um, he's a, a legitimate actor, and he didn't suffer from everybody else who all of a sudden forgot how to act when they were in those movies. But I don't know. I, I'm still, I'm interested. In, I wish the animation looked better, but I am interested in it. You know, and we'll get to see Qui-Gon again. And there's, you know, it looks, looks interesting. I mean, it could be interesting, but like I said, I just wish they, they would start some new characters. You know, we, we'd see more new stuff, not going back to characters we've already mm -hmm. seen so much of and that we're going to see more of in the future. But that's why Disney does all that stuff when they, where they make the live action remakes uh, Hocus Pocus 2 and all that stuff because they know they have a built-in audience. They don't have a built-in audience with new characters and they're afraid that, well, if we do introduce new characters, people might not even watch. Remember that show? Was it, was it called The Resistance? It was an animated series on Disney or Dis Disney XD? Oh, yeah, when they they were all... Uh, uh, they're almost like... It was like a racing show. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And no one watched it. And I'm sure they're like, we can never do this again. <laughs> you know? So well, well, that's the same thing. What what really pulled me out of that was you say you don't like the animation in Clone Wars, that style. But I thought that that style from uh, the resistance was just I thought that was terrible. I, I thought it was a little better than the Clone Wars, but but just the show wasn't good. It, it only I only watched maybe two episodes and that I was done. Anyway, uh, moving on. So that comes out October 26th next month. Uh, Andor, they gave us, I guess this is a final trailer since Andor premieres on September 21st with three episodes back to back. Uh, what did you guys think of that trailer? Now that I kind of liked. I liked it too. I don't know where it's going, but it was intriguing. I think it looks good. It looks almost like a movie. Mm -hmm. you know, they yeah. put a lot of money into the production. 
my concern has always been, I never liked the character of Cassian Andor. I always felt he's too soft-spoken, thought he's kind of boring. Um, I like Diego Luna, though, as an actor. It's just that his character is, Cassian Andor is just boring. And I'm also worried, too, from the stuff I've been reading online, that there might be too much political agenda and virtue signaling in this series with them pushing that they want to display a dystropian Trump society and the effects from it. And uh, that the director was not a fan of star Wars, uh, but you know, he, he wanted to do this anyway and that they want to address current social issues and how, Women have to deal with the rising in the ranks of the empire. You know, I just hope it's not a lot of that crap. I I just hope that's very minor and in the background and, and that you need to be pointed it out. Like, it's, you know, it's like, did you see that episode? It's like, yeah, I thought it was a great episode. Did you see that part? You know, it was kind of like Trump was like, what part that part. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw that, you know, I, I don't want it to be, I don't want to see like a guy that's orange with like a weave <laughs> come out with a black cape and start uh, sp- screaming about fake news. I, I just want to be entertained uh, and I just hope it's a good series, but I, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic. I will say. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I, I really would rather see them. There's a story there without having to, you know, resort to, oh, it's it's an an analogy for the whole Trump situation. I I don't get why they need that. I mean, let's let's face it, you know, I was never a president, a a fan of President Cheeto, but. Be respectful. I no, I I don't think he deserves it, but um, he's not Palpatine. No, he's not. No. Say what you will about him. He's not Palpatine. No, yeah. And I think, you know, you have a great enough bad guy in Palpatine that you don't have to make him a stand-in analogy for anyone. You know, he's a freaking emperor. He's a, he's a Sith. You know, like, like re- rotten as they come. Like, regardless of what news channels will say, about the guy he was never a dictator you know i mean and that's the problem is that people don't know history they don't know what dictators were like and they don't know what like regimes were like that agreed uh, they don't yeah they, yeah, don't. they, 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 they think they, they think they know the soviet union they think mm-hmm. that they know stalin they have no freaking idea of what a dictatorship is they have no idea what kind of fear that you have for your life for right. your family for your career, how you're going to eat. No, we never had that problem here. Thank God. But, you know, it's, it's just, uh, I, I think it's very annoying when you add it into Star Wars, because to me, the whole point of Star Wars was to show the Sith and the Jedi, to show what is, you know, quote unquote, bad of one side and what's good on, on, on one side. And then they also showed the bad part of the Jedi and the, and the quote unquote, good part of the Sith. So it it really, if you took a step back and looked at the whole picture, you would see very different perspectives on 
both sides. And that's what I liked about it. But I never, you know, pinpointed really any political thing except for once it was pointed out to me when I was, you know, a little bit older of, you know, the Hitler regime, because that made sense of the outfits and the way that that looked. But if you take that away, it just looks like any other military outfit. So, you know, putting a, a particular... Oh, except for the First Order. That was very definitely yeah. <laughs> modeled after Nazis. Well, I'm just saying that if you don't, if you look past that, it just looks very, you know, military orderly and it could be any uh, regime that you want it to be. And so that's that's the problem that I have is that you're you're deliberately poking a bear because you know that everyone will talk about it. And so because everyone will talk about it, everyone will go see it. And, it, and it's easy to poke this particular bear because yeah. there's no repercussions. It's not like you could be put in jail for poking this bear. If they were ballsy, they would say, well, this is actually how we see it, like what China has to go through on a daily basis. But they would never do that. So again, because it's because it would never get released in China. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like and people again, would disappear in China. You, you know, and, and like how like they, it's easy to make fun of some religious groups, yes, because they they know that they're not going to fight back. But other religious groups, you have to be wary of what you say, and, and it's the same thing with how it's easy to make fun of you know our politics when you know you can actually go after an actual dictatorship and. You're like, well, maybe we shouldn't, you know, I, anyway, it's just, I hope it's not too much. I hope it's fun, but we'll find out pretty soon. It's like, geez, it's coming up. Is it next week? It's September 21st. You know yeah, what? I, it's next week. I forget how quickly like the summer flew by. I keep thinking like, oh yeah, I don't know, October is so far away. It's like in just a few weeks. Uh, it's, yeah, no, it's, next yeah. week is fall. September twenty second yeah. is the is the time of fall, and we have the fall equinox. Yeah, and this year went by quick. Yeah, and it's a Wednesday too, which is good. So we could watch those episodes. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a little bit more time. Although three episodes, that's going to be rough for you guys. I know. Uh, you know, next Wednesday <laughs> on a weeknight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. They released a trailer for Willow, which is coming out November 30th. Thoughts on that one? Uh, well, you know, I was never a big Willow fan. I know you enjoy it, but I was never that big a fan of it. So um, this falls into the little bit of the why are we seeing a Willow series for me? Um but hey, you know what? People like it. There are a lot of people who think very fondly of it. Um, so more power to them. It doesn't look bad. Uh, I think they've, once again, at least they're going with it, but they're spending money on it. So it looks good. Um, not Lord of the Rings good, but it looks good. So uh, more power to you. Enjoy it. Did you ever see Willow, Fedra? Oh, yeah. Man, oh, again. <laughs> you did okay oh yeah definitely a huge fan and uh i i thought the same way like when i saw the trailer i was just like okay 
I have my nostalgia because I love the first one, but it's also like, why did they do this now? They could have done it a lot sooner. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. a little interested into you know how it's going to go and how the storyline is. I am glad that some of the cast is is there. Uh, I really wish Val Kilmer would be in there, but you know I can understand for budgeting and maybe storyline wise. No, he's and he's very there. sick right now. Like oh. he's di- he's dying. Um, he is. What? Yeah. Where? Oh, I thought that been? was just a bit for Maverick. I didn't realize no. he was really sick. There's a documentary on Amazon Prime called Val. And it's about him and where he is right now. And it's, you know, it's sad. Like he can't oh, talk. So like he, had, what? You know, like he's got a hole in it, in his throat where if he wants to talk, he has to pull open that hole. Like a trach? Yeah. And oh then, my God. but he can't, he can't breathe while he's uh, talking, you know, so he can, he can, and, you know, and he, he sounds like, like he doesn't have a voice box. He's like kind of like one of those. Uh, person uh, people that have um he, but he doesn't use that device you know he's not doing good at all um oh my god thank you for telling me i gotta figure out a way to send him a letter or something my god yeah, i would watch that documentary wow. it's uh you know it, it's an interesting documentary it's uh because what he did when he started his career he was really into making movies so he invested and he bought a video camera like a vhs video camera and he's documented all of the movies that he's made, you know, from his very first movie. So you've seen, like, he shows you behind the scenes of Tombstone, Top Gun, wow. Weird Science, like anything that he was in. I'll you be know. a Huckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should check that out. It, it's, you know, again, it, it's sad, but it's also, um, I, I, don't know, I, I felt a little good too, knowing that he's he's getting more respected you know i think people now appreciate what he what he's done and um like he goes to these comic con he should, conventions my goodness he was batman i mean you know he played jim morrison and i think he did a hell of a oh, job yeah yeah he, he really was you know really resonating on jim i mean from mm. reading his books and watching you know jim perform i think he did the best that he could you know uh playing you know him and yeah and willow i thought he was great he did a lot of different stunts they were doing a lot of sword uh you know fighting in there and he also met his wife i believe that was his first wife uh yeah that, that is his wife yeah well they were married for a while they have two children and, and she's in the documentary too they're not yeah married now but um it's nice you, you should check it out if you get the chance like again oh, he definitely. goes to he goes to these Comic-Con conventions and like he'll sit at a table, which is sad, you know, like you kind of see Jack and I have been to these conventions and it's uh-huh. like you see a lot of old stars that are just there because it's a paycheck for them. And, you know, when they sign something, they get $50, uh, you know, it's kind of like how they, they survive now. And he was kind of doing that. And like, and you would Shoot, see him, if I saw Val Kilmer, I'll give him $50. I'll take him to lunch. Like, <laughs> kidding me like spell Kilmer. like what? I mean, you probably would get a chance to like, yeah you would see him he'd sign pictures of batman he would sign pictures from top gun i uh, would pay him to do my voicemail as jim that would be he the can't bomb. he hey, can't do it anymore hey, his, his son sound his son 
His son narrates the documentary. You would think it's him. What? He has the oh, same man. voice as really? his father did. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I thought it was. At first, I was like, did they, like, do something with computers to fix his voice? You know? But it was actually his son. But, no, it was sad, though, because, like, every 15 minutes, he has to, you know, be taken by wheelchair and go into a back room to get rest, you know, while he's signing these things because he's just so sick. And then they had to like put a, like a blanket over him, you know, and wheel him out, you know, so, mm. you know, people don't go bothering him, you know, and asking him for autographs or, or he, he might even just feel bad about his condition. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad, but I, anyway, just watch it. It's called Val Amazon prime. Um, yeah, how, do, how do we get here? Oh, Willow. Yeah, thanks for the tangent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I was a big fan of Willow when it came out. I loved Warwick Davis uh, as Willow back in the day. And I watched it recently, and it, it doesn't hold up. It, it, it's not as good as I thought it was. But the best parts for me are Willow with his family. His kids are really cute. His wife is very cute. That whole little village yeah. is filled of little people. You know, he gets abused by the the bigger little men in the village. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's mocked at, you know, because he tries so hard and he has a good heart and everything. And he's just a victim of circumstance. Um, but, yeah, the rest of the movie kind of goes off a little bit. But it does make me wonder, like Fedra had said, and Jack said this too, why are they doing this now? <laughs> you know? Is there really an audience for people to want to see this now? And I don't think so. You know, I, I don't, I think if you asked most people, have you ever seen Willow? They're like, yeah, you know, and they might've seen it once. It's not like Star Wars where it's like, oh, I've seen Willow 50 times. You know, I, I just think it's something it's weird that they're doing. Unless I think, I think John Williams, did he do the music? Do you know? I don't think so. I'm going to look it up, but. I'm pretty sure he didn't because I, unless this is just, I would say Jerry Goldsmith thinking, you know, Hey, we, we need to get something out there into that fantasy realm. Uh, James Horner, James Horner with one, Jerry Goldsmith. No, that is a good theme. Yeah. Um, I, I think Warwick Davis just gave them one hell of a pitch. Uh, he might've done that because I, I just don't understand why they would do it. Um, I will say from the trailer, it looks like it's a very diverse cast, which they've been doing a lot at Disney. Um, and it, that's another reason why they might be doing it is to try to introduce, you know, new diverse characters. I'll definitely check out the first episode. Hopefully it's good, but we'll see. Uh, I'm adding this. I, I'm switching this up. Indiana Jones. They uh, We didn't see much. I, I saw some online. So the new movie, do you know what the new movie is called? Indiana Jones 5? Nope. No. I I think it's called Indiana Jones. Just That's Indiana it. Jones. Just Indiana yeah. Jones. Kind of like what they did with Rambo. They called it John Rambo. And, and he also did with uh, for Rocky 6. It was called Rocky Balboa. So this one, I think, is called Indiana Jones. Um. And Harrison Ford got on stage and he talked about the movie. Dude, that guy is old. 
I think he's in his 80s now. And it's just really weird. They might touch him up a little bit, but he he looks like he's at that point where he's starting to get the shakes. And uh, he seems like an old man now. He's not he's not Han Solo. He's not Indiana Jones. And but he has to plug the movie because that's what he does. And, you know, and what did he say? I have what he wrote. I wrote down what he said. Um, he addressed the audience and he says, I'm very proud to say that this one is fantastic. And this is one of the reasons that I came back. I, oh, and then this is one of the reasons. And he pointed to uh, what's her name? Phoebe Waller Bridge, who plays Helena, who is his goddaughter in the movie. Uh, he says, Indiana Jones movies are about mystery and adventure, but they're also about heart. And I'm really, really happy that we have a really human story to tell as well as a movie that'll kick your ass. So my problem that I have with this movie is the, the stuff that I've been hearing online from overlord DVD. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's, it might be happening because they showed some concept art and it looks like it's a time travel movie um, because you see, you remember that character uh, his name was Toth. Tot. He was the guy with the black hat, the torturer guy. You know that that had the uh, the medallion burnt into his hand. Oh, the from the first one. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Took me so a it looks so it looks like he's back. <laughs> you know, and for and he melted at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So the only way for him to be back is for them to go through some time travel sort of thing. And well, I, Indiana Jones was always his best fighting the Nazis. So maybe him going back in time, is just a way to capture that old feeling. But several places have said that they're doing the time travel thing so that he dies in the past and that Phoebe Waller bridge becomes a new Indiana Jones that he dies before he, the events of Raiders of the Lost Ark before, you know, where he's in the jungle and he gets the idol. So she has to become that character. So she is now Indiana Jones. And I'm guessing since it's his goddaughter that her last name is Jones. So she'll go by the name of Indiana Jones. And going forward, we might have her as Indiana Jones with the leather jacket, with the hat, with the whip, you know, and I don't know if I want that to happen. I, I don't know, because then aren't you just making her a copy of Lara Croft? No, you're making her Indiana Jones. You're trying to say no, that. No, but I mean, we already have that archaeology woman adventurer in Lara Croft. But that's a video game. No, there's been a couple it's, of movies. There's a couple of movies. She's had three movies. Yeah, but you could say that too, you know, like they have that romancing the stone, you know, back in the day when Indiana Jones came out. Uh, you you can't you don't only need one male explorer going into the jungle looking for Stuff Uncharted, you know, which was based on a video game. 
you know, you, you, you can't just single out, there can only be one female archaeologist adventurer and it has to be Laura Croft. No, but I, I'm just saying like, they have that established archetype character already out there. Ah, who, who knows? I'm just saying like, like, say, suppose like, you know, went back in time and I met you in grade school and pushed you I, off the seesaw. Yeah. I pushed you off the seesaw and you died, but I took over as you, you know, and your mother didn't realize it and all that. And she raised me as Jack McCarthy. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, you know, and now I am, and now I am and then, talking to then myself. Joe had a happy childhood. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got married, had a kid named him Patrick. <laughs> to New Jersey. Very happy guy. But my point is that nobody would want to see that. You know? And it's and if they do do this, they're just pushing this woman power thing. It's like what they what Kennedy did with Ray, where she had to bring the emperor back so that Ray could kill him because she wanted to show that she was more powerful than Anakin and Luke combined. No, you know? Yeah. And for her to say, it's like, well, now Indiana Jones, the male Indiana Jones never existed in history. We changed time. So now there is only one Indiana Jones and it is Helena Indiana Jones, you know, and she was the one in Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom and Last Crusade and in that crappy movie, Crystal Skull. Um, oh, such a crappy movie. You know, we don't know that's going to happen. And I heard that they filmed three different endings, uh, you know, at least three different endings, because they're still not 100% sure how people are going to handle how they, they do things. So... I, but it just knowing that they're going back in time kind of confirms that this crap might be true <laughs> and I don't like it. Sorry. Oh, uh, uh, John Rice Davies is back. Asala. Oh my gosh. I guess they'll have to de-age him. Yeah. Maybe they'll do that for his, him being in the past. Um, yeah, he wasn't in the last one. He was saved by... No, was he in the last one? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was in the last crusade. Um, yeah, I hope it's good, but I, 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 I don't think it's going to be good. After the last one, I don't have much faith. Sorry. And I'm, I am a big Indiana Jones fan. I loved all the first three, but... The crystal one was just so bad that I just didn't think it's going to be ever redeemed. Yeah, he's a tough character to replace. It's it's very tough. Like I'm trying to think. Like it's it's hard to do like a reboot of Rocky, you know, and cast someone else as Rocky other than Sylvester Stallone. I think the fans would have a problem with it, and I think it's the same thing with Harrison Ford. Although, you know, oh, they could just do The Rock, you know? He's good at everything. Oh, yeah, The Rocky would be first in line. I'll do it. I yeah. mean, you know, it's like you don't even have to worry about spending money on the marquee. <laughs> you know, just got to <laughs> add a Y. It would be good as a comedian would be Jack Black. 
Jack Black as Indiana Jones. That would be funny as heck. You're, I, I hope you're kidding around, Fedra. <laughs> I, I could barely tolerate that guy. I like like School of Rock. Yeah, School of Rock was great. No, I did. About, I, I like School of Rock. What about Tenacious uh, D? No, I've never seen that crap. What? It's great. It's funny. It's got guitar rips and, you know, they he, play he's... in front of the devil. It's great. <laughs> what? Fedra just said that? That came yeah. out of Fedra's mouth? Because they conquer the devil. You got to watch the movie. And let's not forget Nacho Libre. Nacho yes, Libre was Nacho good. I'll give you that Libre. much. I, I do think the guy is overrated, though. Um, well, no. Oh, I love Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder is one of my I, favorite films. I could really? watch that any oh, day of the God. week. You say, hey, let's watch Tropic Thunder. Yes. I don't uh, care if it's two in the morning. I am watching. Seriously, Fedra? Seriously. I think you're on that island alone. <laughs> you know? Hey, I'm just a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. I, I didn't like <laughs> that movie at all. Oh, anyway, so that was the uh, Lucasfilm thing. All right, so let's get into Marvel. So we saw a trailer for Werewolf by Night, and that's the Halloween special, which comes out October 7th. What did you guys think of that one? That one I liked. That one, I love how they did black and white. Very old-style horror movie as well. Um, even the dialogue is super cheesy. Like... I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. See, I was really weirded out by that. To be fair, since 2014, I've not watched any horror movie. So from 2014 to present, yeah. I've not seen any horror yeah, movie. Yeah, but the, these are more like the the famous monsters of Hollywood, not like a, a Friday the 13th or Freddy Krueger. These are yeah, these are like the old style classics. There was still blood and gore in there, and I I wasn't having it. To me, it was kind of like, why is Disney trying to copy this whole horror film aspect? It's like it's like they're trying to hit every genre just to keep subscribers. When it's just like this isn't Disney. If you do Disney, you should do Hocus Pocus. That's Disney. This kind of resonated with uh, Morbius, which was. Mm. Terrible, as we know. No, you, you're right, Fed. I mean, I was kind of surprised that this is going to be on Disney Plus. It looks, it looks terrifying. I mean, I can't see kids watching that. I mean, if, I mean, the, obviously, it's up to the parents, and the parents can pay attention or not pay attention. But to me, this was more like you know, teenager rated R, like Halloween mm. or or like the month of Halloween to to get you into that spirit cool but it's not a family oriented type of halloween going trick-or-treating kind of thing this this is like blood and guts and like you know shape-shifting and all of that so i mean i'm not putting that down i'm just saying that to me it just felt weird it's like that's not disney this is this is a horror film no i agree or with a you, horror but, series you know but but i will say that that's the thing that impressed me the most uh you know from what marvel had released and yeah, I think even with Lucasfilm and released, I think that I was surprised. I was like, I was surprised that they went there, that it looked pretty good. Like Jack said, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It looks I, like an old style monster movie. I, I'm, I'm, I, I liked what they did. And like they said, even the dialogue is, you know, like you're all hunters together, but one of you is the monster. Like 
it's it's like so cheesy. Expect to have like the the German guy with the like Kaiser helmet come in the back and like we are we are the Phantom Monster, you know, like. It just looks so much like those movies. I think it looked great. No, I, I am looking forward to it, but I, I just feel it's weird that it's on Disney Plus. Um, but like Fedra said, parents just have to be a little more alert as to what programming their children are watching. But no, I'm looking forward to it. And I, I never was looking forward to Werewolf by Night. And I know Jack loved the comic book. I but, love that comic back but in this. Day. This trailer hooked me a little bit. Uh, next trailer, Secret Invasion trailer. Yeah, so this again kind of shocked me because to me, feeling it out, it felt like a complete spy action movie. Felt like Mission Impossible or like a Jason Bourne thing or a, a, a vibe of um, even Black Widow. You know, I mean, I love Samuel Jackson. I will watch it because it's Samuel Jackson. So I'm just sad that he can't say his tagline because I'd love to hear it any way he says it. You know, they were like, Invasion, MF, you know, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> but um, like for for the trailer itself, it, it looked very suspenseful. I don't know how this is connecting with Nick Fury and what's what's going on. Like, what is what is this secret, you know, thing? Um, I won't say I was like completely sold, but I was interested because it's like action spy, uh, spy and thriller. Ooh, me? Okay. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> um I don't know. I, it looks. It looks very much that cloak and dagger type of show. I just, like I said, I, I just don't know what to expect from it. Like, um, was Nick Fury a scroll along? You know, like rather than him rooting out scrolls, you know, it looks like he was one. Um, but I did, I did like the chemistry between. Fury and Talos, the male scroll. Mm -hmm. I thought he was one of the better things than the Captain Marvel. Yeah, and I agree with that too. Just, just the way he talks and you know puts things and his mannerisms. I mean, I like the actor, and I think he did a very good job in that. Like I said, one of my favorite parts of the Captain Marvel movie period was yeah. him, and you know. I hope to see more of them. Um, Colby Smothers as Marie Hill. I always, I always like her. So there's a lot going for it. But like I said, I hope they don't try to do the too much of the everything you know is a lie. You know, leave Nick Fury. Nick Fury doesn't need to be a scroll. And who knows what he was doing out on that spaceship anyway. I think this series is going to suck. Uh, I dread just it coming out because I'm going to have to watch the damn thing. And I'd rather watch She-Hulk season one over again than watch this crap. Who knows? It could be good, but I just have a feeling just from my views of the trailer, 
Yeah, we were gonna have scrolls, but they're gonna take over the bodies of like some C C minus D plus superheroes that we don't give a damn about. Like I'm sure uh, Colby Smothers over there, Maria L. She'll be one of them. Maybe Nick Fury. It's like who gives a crap? Maybe uh, I know there's like a campaign to get the uh, Agents of Shield to show up. Who cares TV about show, that? Which I which I think would be cool. I well, it's know. nice for you, but I, I don't care. Um, but yeah, we, we know we saw Don Cheadle there as Rhodes. Maybe he's one. Why is he walking? <laughs> you know, uh, he's walking normal, like nothing ever happened to him. Pretty sure that he lost his legs and. No, didn't he get like a, like an exo yeah, or something? He did, but it's but he walks like a robot. He doesn't walk like a normal person. You know, I just don't, don't like the fact that I don't like him. I uh, uh, yes, we all know. Yeah, we all know that. Don't like him. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't think that show is going to be any good. Uh, so we saw the they gave us the. A promo image of the Thunderbolts, and we saw the roster of them, and uh, it looks like it's it's uh, Black Widow too. You think so? <laughs> I was surprised. Well, I mean, he's got three of the characters from it. Yeah, I was surprised that the, the Red Guardian was there. Um, so who did they? Had, so you have uh, I, Valencia. Is that her name? Val. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, um, she's in charge of the whole thing, right? Right. I mean, they had like I don't remember the character, but supposedly she was like Madame Hydra for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, which it seems like there's a lot of people who've been Madame Hydra. Um, you know, but I don't remember. I really don't remember her. In the comics, so well, I think they're, they're probably just you know bringing her into like we'd seen in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just to bring the teams together, and then they'll go to town. The other one who's in it, I I don't like most of the cast. A ghost who was in Ant Man and the Wasp was the villain in that. That woman that was right in that suit. Yeah, I don't know why she's there. But I don't know is why do you have U.S. agents? And Red Guardian. That's what my nephew had said, is that they all seem like they're the same character. You know, that there's no there's no flying or there's no mech suit types of characters. They're all kind of like bruisers, basically. Spies. Yeah, you're, you're missing some, you know, like usually on a, on a super team, you always have the super smart person. You know, the natural born leader, the strong guy, you know, like. I don't think the weird guardian was like that strong type of guy. He was stronger than a typical person, but he wasn't like, you know, Hulk thing or Thor strong. Well, let me get over the roster. So it's a ghost, the red guardian, Yelena, it's Florence Pugh which was Black Widow's sister, Bucky, the Winter Soldier, uh, John Walker, U.S. agent, and Taskmaster, who was in Black Widow. Man, yeah, there are a lot of people from Black Widow in that that lineup. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just, you know, it, they they should have like a Hulk on there, you know. And again, my my nephew had mentioned too, like the Red Hulk. They could bring him in somehow. Or they could have grabbed the Abomination. Or the Abomination. That's a good point. Um, or even uh, Ironheart as like someone in a mech suit. Just you know, that it's just it, it's not like. I, I'm not dying for this movie to come out. I won't be buying my tickets early and I won't be anticipating sitting in that seat when that movie comes out. I'll, I'll probably say, why did this go to the movies and not Disney plus? Because I think that's where it belongs. Yeah. Honestly, it, it seems more like a Disney plus movie. Yeah. A straight Fed, to Disney plus. Fedra, any thoughts on this? No, I mean, I can see why, you know, I agree with you all that it should be moving to to Disney Plus and I don't know what the hype is. It's it's Marvel's arrogance. I think Kevin Feige uh, specifically, all of Phase 4, I think, is just a bunch of arrogance. That They threw a bunch of stuff at us that they were hoping was going to stick and nothing really. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and, and it didn't. You know, it's like, I think we might have liked Thor. Love and Thunder. I mean, I, I did. And people like Doctor Strange, but the, the three movies before we care less about. And Wakanda Forever is going to be the last movie in phase four. Phase four is a failure. Probably one of the worst phases that Marvel has done. Well, and like for, I will say it a thousand times. I don't have a problem with writers experimenting you know, trying different storylines and piecing things together. And if you have a bad run, you have a bad run, but admit it, which they haven't. Yeah. And second of all, like I've said, I really, I haven't gotten to that point. I don't know if I will, or if you guys would challenge me to assess every single phase and then literally count the amount of occult and demot demonic you know themes that are in the other phases but i will say in phase four it is overwhelming like still overwhelming and this includes black panther because in black panther uh in the original they were showing you know black on black crime they were showing actual you know african voodoo and and practices there uh that to me, I thought would have upset the community if they had seen it. But I think because of such of the hype of like, finally, we have, you know, Black Panther coming on screen and, and Marvel. And of course, Chadwick and his amazing performance hyped that up that nobody saw it or nobody wanted to point it out. It's like, don't don't ruin this for us. But it's just like at the same time, I'm like, no, I can't help but point it out. Because this is not just about race. This is not just about gender. This is about, you know, choosing very specific themes that if this was, you know, my culture, I would be pissed. Because that's not how I would convey, you know, African culture. That's a part of it. It's an aspect of it. Because it, it went through an entire historic line going from Africa all the way to Louisiana of, of here in the United States. 
But for some reason, I, I don't still see the point of why these particular themes need to be in every single film. And especially in the last three, there have been child kidnapping, child torture, or child sacrifice. And I will have a problem with that all day long because it's Disney. If this was a Stephen King film or, you know, John Carpenter or any other director and any other vibe, I would totally be like, do whatever you want. Get a chainsaw for all I care, you know? But when you're going down Disney and Marvel, this should not be a perpetual theme in, in the films. Sorry. I, I'm going to say it a thousand times, guys. Well, yeah, I know. You, you, I'll agree with you. And I do think Disney is making some questionable decision making you know, as of late. Um, but it's it's coming back to to roost basically for them um they're gonna have to make some changes we discussed that in the beginning <laughs> we'll see huh. anyway uh so let's get into the news we'll try to get through this quick i, I did want to talk about the little mermaid trailer that came out from d23 it's been in the news a lot and uh i just checked before we came on on youtube on the official disney channel it's had 17 million views 866,000 are favorable, have liked it, and over 2.1 million have disliked it. So it's not only divisive, it's, I would say it's uh, mostly negative, you know, the people's reaction towards uh, this trailer. And um, what did you guys think of the trailer? Well, I got to say the opening shots of when they're traveling through the ocean and they're going through the coral reef and you kind of see the tail. I think that looked beautiful. Mm, I, I, I really did like, you know how the jungle book really captured, you know, the jungle, the rainforest. Um, this like took the beauty of the coral reef and like pumped it up. I mean, it looked gorgeous. And like I said, even her tail, the way she was swimming like that, looked very natural, like it fit in completely. Um, however, uh, the girl just doesn't look the part. I mean, it's, you know, I get what they're going for. And I'm not saying she's, you know, a hideous gargoyle or anything. No, it's just um, this this different casting. Um, I just didn't like. I just didn't like the way she looked. Uh, the red hair on on a black girl didn't just did not look look good, and and her hair didn't look. She had dreadlocks. Natural. Huh? She had, she had dreadlocks. Yeah. You, uh, was that what it was? I I, mm -hmm. didn't, mm -hmm. I I watched on my iPhone, so I didn't get to see it very big, uh, very large. Um, Not massive. Okay. I mean, you know, but there are some in there. I think it's a mixture. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it looked like um, the hair looked weird. You know, so like I could see how people freaking out over it. 
And once again, I, you know, she may be a pretty girl, but she's just not Ariel. You know, I mean, I get the whole thing. It's your imaginary creature and all that. Yeah, but for decades, we've loved Ariel the way she looks. You see her in the park. She's still the way she looks in the cartoon. Um, casting a person of color in that role, just, uh, you know, it's just not the Ariel I know. That's all. Yeah. Well, I, for me, I like I liked the effects. I agree with the the fins and her swimming. Uh, and and this is a touchy subject for me because it's very difficult to find a good actress who could sing like that. And oh, I can that's get- all. That's also part of it. The singing was different. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I know. She's talented and she does sound good, but she just doesn't have that pitch that, uh, what was her yeah, name? It's a, it's, it's a very Jody warm, Benson. Yeah. It's a yeah. very warm timbre. And I, I agree. I, I believe she's slightly lower, uh, in tone. Uh, I think, uh, and, but that's what I mean. Like it's, she, she's definitely expressing it. I can definitely hear it in the tone, uh, but it's very difficult to find the full package. Now, for me, it didn't really bother me of her hair because when I look at the sea, you know, it did look like seaweed, you know, just like flowing, just like the plants, you know. So I can I can go with that. I'm a lot more open when it comes to The Little Mermaid, not because I was raised in it. But if you look at the mythology of mermaids, not all of them are supposed to be beautiful. In fact, they were sirens and they were yeah. actually eating. They were monsters. Humans. Yeah. And, and you know, they were worshiping the moon and they were coming out in the moon and, and taunting the men and then eating them. So, you know, to me, yeah, you know, I don't expect her to be gorgeous um, because she's also representing that fish you know, vibe that, that watery, that Atlantic, that, that vibe. So did it catch me off guard? I mean, not really, you know, when it comes to pushing this diversity, they've been doing it so, so much, you know? So to me, it's like, okay, you know, but for me, it's like, again, this is about telling the story. I don't care if, if she's native American or Asian or, you know, Swedish or Australian, you know, or black or African-American to me, it doesn't matter to me. It's about telling the story and emphasizing it. Right. So from what I remember of the little mermaid, Eric was Italian and he had a castle and he had his own ship. And this is, you know, during a specific time in in the century. I don't know. he He was Italian. Where'd you get that from? Um, because of the the castle and because of the servants. Also, he has black hair, uh, and you know he had blue eyes at that point. So to me, that's how I you know okay. saw him as Mediterranean. You oh, know, I could see that. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, that's just from, and also just the skill. You know, you have to be 
of a certain nature to know how to man a ship. You're either the captain's son, or that's your ship and you own it, or you're an actual worker. But he dressed too nice and he was in a castle. So yeah, there's a certain stature of of status there. Uh, So, you know, that's where, you know, I'm telling you, I think about it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Uh, so, So when I'm looking at it this way, you know, then I would say if you're going to do that, then the entire cast has to be diverse. So then I am expecting now not one white person. Yeah, I, you see, I, I you could see that. Like, you can't I, do both for me. Like, it's like, like what they all did with or the nothing whiz. now. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and I'm being that harsh because it's like, it has to make sense to me. And when you're saying, oh, no, but it's biracial. It's like, no, in the original, they're all white. So now you're going to do it this way. You hear my Southern coming out. Then y'all got to do it that whole way now. And it's got to make sense. So no, it can't be an Asian squid witch. No, she got to be big. Maybe it's Lizzo. That would be great if we can get Lizzo on there. She could be Ursula. You know, she could do a little sex appeal with her her body suits and all the tentacles and stuff. Like, okay, (laughs) okay. You know, we can get Kevin Hart. You know, Kevin Hart could be uh, Sebastian. You know, he's kind of funny, but then he's kind of taunting. You know, we can get The Rock. And, you know, the rock can, it's, it's not happening that way. The rock can be like Poseidon. You know, he could be, you know, the head honcho father figure. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I can have it in my head where we can put different cast members to make sense. It don't but, matter how you like them. Right. You're staying but, under the sea. Yeah. You're staying under the sea. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but I mean, th- that's my point. Like, am I going to watch this and it's going to make sense? Or now it's going to be completely awkward because it's like, well, you don't flow and you don't flow. You can sing. You can't sing. Like, that's going to get me upset because at least in the original film. It flowed because it was animated and it was cartoonish. When I'm looking at cartoons, I'm not looking at a gender or uh, or a specific you know, race or a specific attitude. That's why I loved Ren and Stimpy. One of the most disturbing cartoons I grew up with. <laughs> like when I watch it, I'm like, holy, no wonder I am so messed up, you know, because <laughs> I freaking love Ren and Stimpy. I mean, Stimpy, you idiot, you know, and he'd just be like, ha, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, Ren, no. It's like, it's like, yeah. That's how it is. It's dysfunctional. You know, they, they argue, they live together. They they're disgusting because it's a cat and it's a it's a chihuahua. You know, like it was mind boggling that this was, you know, on Nickelodeon and on TV. But I didn't think about like, so the way that, you know, Ren talks and he's a chihuahua. Is he Latino or is he black or is he Asian? Never crossed my mind. Same thing with Stimpy. You know, he was a he was a chubby, cute, insecure cat. And yeah, down the line, I was like, you know what? I think they're gay. I think they're a gay couple. I think they are. That didn't but it didn't freak me out. You know, it was just like, yeah, I think I think it's two guys just trying to live together. They're trying to make a life together. They hate each other and yet they love each other. You know, so it's the same thing here with I know I'm like comparing. Wow, you very... really put a lot of thought into Ren and Stimpy. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've seen all their all their episodes and 
I mean, all of that stuff and the the way they used to make fun of propaganda. Oh, it was so great with Powder Toast Man and the log. I love the log. Oh my god, that was just brilliant. Rolls downstairs. Yes, and, and but you know when we go to the Little Mermaid, we have certain expectations here. So that's where it's like we're already coming with a certain expectation of how the story of the little mermaid should be. So now with live action, that's what I'm expecting. So to me, it's not about just how she looks. It's how is she going to present the story of her? Is she going to convey being a teenager that's complicated, you know, that's rebellious and that she wants to be on land and she's literally going to sacrifice her voice to be with this guy, Eric, you know, like that's my thing. Like, I, I really hope they don't alter that because then it's not the little mermaid. Then it's a completely different film and they're just using the fans to go and watch it. Well, when Disney announced this, I think it was like three or four years ago. What bothers me is they didn't, when they make live action remakes, of animated cartoons that we've seen so many times when we were younger, we have a fondness for these cartoons or animated films. We want to see them as close to resemble the characters as they are on screen as much as possible. And I had a problem even like with jungle book, which I think was probably the best one that they had done that yeah, blue yeah. didn't blue didn't look exactly like how I pictured him. Cause I think blue was gray and Bill Murray did the voice and he was a brown bear, you know, but those things are, are important for me. I know that they probably are important for children too. Wasn't but, he blue in the cartoon? It was like a I think grayish. It was, yeah. I think it was a grayish. Gray or blue. Okay. Yeah. But my point is that, you know, we want to see them look as close as possible to the animated movie. This was never Disney's intention when they cast Hal Bailey as Ariel, because I looked at her background to see what she's been in. She's been in nothing. She, I mean, I don't know much about her, but, you know, she wrote some things. I think she might be uh, a singer, but she's been in nothing before this. So why, how could you say that she's the best actress, that they chose her as the best actress out of everyone that they had, had seen? And that's what irritates me is that they they had this in, in mind from the very beginning. They're like, we need to push diversity. And, you know, we think that we are the moral judges of the world and that we need to have people think a certain way about different races. We're all getting along fine. I think in the world for the most of us anyway, but when they do stuff like this, I think it creates more division because it creates two different sides. People that really, like the casting and the people that don't like the casting and then people that don't like the casting, they automatically accuse them as being racist because the yeah. person is not the same race as what the original animated cartoon was like. And then what bothered me is that when they released this trailer, these trolls on the internet started getting Jody Benson who voiced Ariel, you know, in the animated movie, they, they got her involved, you know, trying to say it's like oh well she's so much better than than jody benson Haley bailey jody was flat and a lot of her her singing and what? then yeah did aaron sing well first of all i i met jody benson years ago and i, and I met her in disney too um she's a sweet 
girls or sweet woman, you know, and I'm sure this girl, Hal Bally is sweet too. She's a victim in all this. Disney is just throwing her to the wolves. Like they've done so many times with a lot of things, like what they did with Reva in star Wars, they knew mm-hmm. that they were going to get a lot of backlash like that, but they were preparing for it. And they just felt, well, if you guys have any backlash, we're just going to point the finger at you and say, you're racist. And now you're going to, it's not, it's not our problem. If you don't like, the movie it's your problem it's because you probably haven't inherited racism in your blood or whatever but that's not necessarily the case i mean it's you know we again it's like i don't want to like see like a a remake of beverly hills cop and have ryan gosling play the main character he's got to be either eddie murphy has to come back or they have to they're going to reboot it it's got to be a black character originally was supposed to be Sylvester stallone he decided not to do it Eddie Murphy came in, he owned that character and he yes, became he that did. character. You know, so that's what we always want to see. We will not accept the fact if they, they hire an Asian actor to play the Beverly Hills copper. And it's the same thing. You know, it's, it's not Disney's job in the world to push all of this stuff on us, push these, their, their own social issues and, and moral thinking of what we think society should be like. Their job is, I've said over and over, they're supposed to entertain us. They're not supposed to entertain one group of people. They're supposed to entertain the whole audience. You know, they have to realize that people think a different way and they they just want to be joined together and, and like something. They, they know when they push stuff like that, that they're going to create problems amongst the fans and they do it with star wars they do it with marvel they do it all the time and it's not necessarily race swapping or gender swapping it's just things that they do even with with Lightyear, when that came out they're like well you know we feel it's important that we need to promote that the um that buzz's partner was a lesbian you know it, 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 we have to do it and then people didn't really take off with that movie and again like they blame it's like well you know maybe it's your homophobia you know that's that you didn't like the movie or or you're racist or something like that or maybe the movie wasn't good or we yeah, looked at the we trailers maybe we just don't like it like why how is it not possible that you just can't like a film or you just can't like an actor or you just can't like the cast why do you have to get it all the way into this depth of like every single thing has to do with your perspective of being racist or sexist or or homophobic or why is it always fear-based why can't it be that i just don't like it it's the same thing like mushrooms you're gonna call me phobic of mushrooms now because i don't want to eat mushrooms like what's the matter with mushrooms right i don't like mushrooms either (laughs) but it's like i don't like anything why judge it though like it's it's just creating hysteria it is and i i do think she's this girl's probably a sweetheart and like i said they're feeding her to the wolves she's going to have this backlash for a while they'll have some people that say oh you were so great you deserve an oscar it's the best movie i've ever seen and dan had had sent me a video and i'd seen uh you know and i've heard that they're but mothers have been filming their daughters watching it, like mostly um, black children reacting to the trailer. And there was this one where this black girl was watching Little Mermaid and she was smiling. And then she turns to her mother and she says, mommy, she looks, Ariel looks just like me. And she's got a big smile on her face. And that's very sweet. And it's very cute. Yeah. But it's kind of like, 
Yeah, but I, I think that she would not have a problem if it didn't look like her either. I, I think if she looked like Ariel in the cartoon, she would say, that's Ariel, mommy. You know, and, it, and it's almost unfair like, manipulation. It is a bit. of. I felt that way, too. You know, it's like, why would you record your kid watching the reaction to a trailer if you weren't going to post it on the Internet? You know, yeah. uh, I'm not saying the kid was faking, you know, but I think that her intention was I need to push this message. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, like like the princess and the frog is an animated movie that has a black princess, Tiana. And I enjoy that movie. Like me too. What would, they, what would they do if they cast Taylor Swift as Tiana instead of, uh, you know, a black actress or a black singer, people would lose their minds, you know? Hmm. And I don't understand why it's acceptable where you do something like this. Again, this girl has zero experience in acting. Um, and she, 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 again, she might be a singer or something like that. I, I think she has won a Grammy, but it, it just, Disney is just going down the wrong path. And it's, they, they can be more diverse with things, but they have to create new characters and, and new shows, you know, that, that specifically address diverse characters. They can't consistently change characters. Like, again, like what they're doing with Captain America. Falcon was was back in the day. I loved Falcon as Captain America's partner, but I don't like him as Captain America. And that they, they want to push that this is your Captain America now. You have to accept him as the Captain America. Steve Rogers is gone. I don't think they want him back. Well, Disney doesn't want him back because they want to promote that Captain America is not only not superpowered, but he's a black man facing having to deal with racism in this country. But that's not Captain America. That could be Captain Falcon. That can be the Falcon. I, I just, you know, I, I, I'm tired of Disney doing this crap over and over and over again. Um, I, they, they need new leadership and they, they, they have to be feeling it in their wallets because the stock price is, has really gone down a lot. Um, I, I hear nothing but criticism towards them. Like I said, like it was on the front page of the post, they were criticizing the theme parks that the star Wars hotel that came out, they thought it was ridiculous, like $6,000 for two. It is. Yeah. The movies that come out. Do you recall any movies that have come out in the last few years that Disney has made that has actually been any good? Like since Endgame, has there any been really been any really, really good Marvel movies or a really good Star Wars movie, you know, or anything good on Disney Plus? It's like, what are you doing? Don't you see that you're you're killing your own brands? Think they're killing their own company. What would be like rolling over in his grave, knowing how they consistently are failing over and over and over again. And they're like, well, we're, we're giving the people a good message that they need to learn. If but it was gonna, so good, why would you be failing? But you need to also realize that you're a business and that your job is to entertain hundred percent of your audience, not okay. just 50% of your audience. That's just sad. You know, and it, like, I, I never, like when I watch an NBA game, it, the majority of the players are black. I would never want to say, I would never call for it. It's got to be 50-50 because it would be boring. <laughs> you know, it's exciting. Yeah. Those players are the best players on this planet that are playing for the NBA. 
you know. Yeah, and they've earned it. Uh-huh. They earned that seat. That's why they're there. And they play yeah. with their passion and love as a team. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Even though I, I don't I, watch the NBA. <laughs> I'll probably be dead, but probably 10 to 20 years from now, I think they're going to look back at this time and say, yeah, you know, they made a big mistake. And people will kind of laugh at it and cringe at it, like with all the things that we we have done, not only, you know, again, just a lot of social issues that they've been pushing, the cancel culture. Uh, we'll, yes. we'll get back on path, but it's, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a long time. There's a lot of twisted people out there. Speaking of somebody that's off the path, Brie Larson was at D23, and she was asked by Variety, Actually, what did they say? But she flipped out when they they asked her a question. You know, uh, how long do you think you'll be playing Captain Marvel? I think they asked her, and she says, "I don't know. I don't know if anybody wants me to be Captain Marvel anymore." Um, but it made headlines because of the way she looked and the way she responded. And I don't know. Did you guys even watch that video? I don't know if no, I sent it to I, you. I mean, I saw it. I mean, I didn't. Okay. She looked kind of like, I don't know, like she couldn't care less almost. Well, I, I mean, it, was, it, it was a weird, it was a weird reaction from her. Well, it sounds like it's been, you know, fairly negative. I mean, you know, from how she behaved before. So, I mean, if she's not really in demand, I mean, she sounds rather blunt, like, yeah, if I'm not wanted, I'm not wanted. Like, I mean, doesn't sound like she's going to beg. She is a bit of a jerk. Uh, like ever since she got cast in the role, she is another one that pushes uh, identity politics and thinks that most of the problems in this world are due to the fact that white men are running most of it. And, um, you know, she could specifically call them white dudes and she just doesn't like them. She says she's she says, I don't I don't I don't not, well, not like them, but she she doesn't like them. Um, but then what made it worse is when she went on all of these tours for Avengers and Captain Marvel, she just was very arrogant and just disrespectful to the other actors, to even the other characters, because she's a new character in the MCU. But she kept pushing the Maybe fact she that she's been around that long. Yeah, she kept pushing the fact that she's the the strongest character, that she could beat the crap out of Thor, you know, the Hulk. And I you can tell in the interviews that even the cast were getting annoyed because she kept like people would be at like these press conferences and they would ask like Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, uh, Hemsworth would be there, you know, like uh, Scarlett Johansson. And someone would ask a question of the group from the press and she would answer it, you know, and uh, it just. You could just tell by their expressions that they were like, who does she think she is? Because her movie was sandwiched in between Infinity War and Endgame. So it made a billion dollars. So she automatically thinks that that movie made a billion dollars because I was in it. You know, she doesn't think it has anything to do with the the fact that it was number one. It was a Marvel movie that it was people went to go see Captain Marvel, not Brie Larson. And that it was also a bridge between the two movies, although it was a prequel people were on the whole MCU role, you know, but she became very arrogant and felt that it was because of her, you know, that, that that's why the movie was so successful, but she's been pushing this for so long that people are just getting sick of it. 
you know, that she's the best character and, and that, you know, if she fought Superman, she'd kick his ass. It's like, just be humble. Just all you got to do is say, I'm so happy to play Captain Marvel. And it, I feel really good playing a, you know, like a, a, a superhero that girls can look up to and boys can look up to, but she didn't do that. And a lot of the fans just don't like her. A, a lot of her co-stars don't like her. And I think that the reason why we're not getting Captain Marvel two is because Disney realized that too. And they're like, we need to bring in two other Captain Marvels, Miss Marvel and Monica Rambeau. And we're going to change the name to the Marvels. So, that's a bit of an insult, knowing that you had a Marvel. It's kind of like what happened with uh, Henry Cavill and Superman. Like he had his own movie, and they're like, "Well, your sequel is going to be Batman v Superman," you know. And he's like, "Okay." And then we're not going to do anything anymore. We're going to kill you off, and that'll be the end of you for a while. And that's kind of like what they did with her. Is like they're like, "Well, yeah, you're getting a sequel, but it's not going to be called Captain Marvel 2. and you know. You, you're not going to be the star of it. It's going to be three people as stars. So you can tell, I, I think that that's getting to her, that the fans don't like her. I guess Disney and Marvel kind of put her in her place. And, and she might've, you know, when I, I looked at the video a few times, she might've been kidding around. She might've been serious. It might've been even that time of the month, you know, for all I know. Wow. That's a pretty wide window. <laughs> I'm giving yeah. her the benefit of the doubt, you know. Well, she is an actress, so depending on the mood, she could be anything she wants. Yeah, yeah. just like any that's other actor or actress. Is. Yeah. So, but stick um, with me, Jack. <laughs> I'm, yeah, with no, I'm right there. I get it. But the next day was annoying because Variety was the, you know, the reporter from Variety was the one that asked her the question, and and not only did they ask her the question, they put it on Twitter. And then they're like, check out Brie Larson's response to when we asked her how long is she going to play Captain Marvel, you know? And it was right. just that clip of it her was freak, just freaking everywhere. out. But she went online the next day and she posted a picture of her and the actress that plays Miss Marvel and the actress that plays Monica Rambeau. And she goes, this is for all the haters and the trolls. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, you were the one that caused all the drama. Like they, she was trying to say that we're making a big deal out of all of this. It was Variety, who is a a celebrity friendly uh, magazine or internet site. You know, all we did is, and Variety was pushing that there was some sort of weird discourse with her and their reporter, but she blamed it all on us. It's like we're making a big deal than what it should be. I don't know. I just don't like her. Hope she dies in the movie, but it's probably not going to happen. And that's it. Uh, I'll try to go through all this stuff quick. Don Cheadle says his contract is up with Marvel. Okay. Wasn't he already <laughs> promised Armor Wars? No, they, no, after that. you know. Oh, after that. Yeah. They'll renew it just because they hate my guts. Um, Captain America, New World Order. We'll see the return of the leader from the Incredible Hulk. Does that make any sense, Jack? To have yeah, maybe maybe Carl Schwab will will be you know in in the film too as a villain. Charles Schwab. Yeah, the, you know the broker. Yeah, from the World Economic Forum. You know the whole Great World Order and the whole oh, great okay, reset. I okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, I don't get the leader. 
Um, yeah, it's a Hulk yeah. villain. If anything, I could see it being, you know, the purple man, you know, from uh, Jessica Jones, you know, because he like talks people into things and riles them up. Um, but like the leader doesn't have telepathic powers to influence people. He's just, you know, he's, he's super a, smart. I never liked him. You know, but, he, you know, he it's brains versus brawn, you know, otherwise you just have two monsters beating up each other. It's kind of a twist on the villain hero mix, but um, who knows? Uh, I'm not a fan of Captain Falcon either, so no, I, I I'm still knocking think down my door for that. I still think it's going to be Steve Rogers is going to be the villain. Maybe the leader will be in it. They're trying to manipulate us to think that we have a villain and then boom, surprise to like Chris Evans is back and everybody will feign happiness that he's back. And then there'll be a shocker that he's actually Captain Hydra and that he's, I've said it over and over again. That's what's going to happen. Oh, this came out, which I thought was interesting, Jack, which you should be happy about this. Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man is going to be on Disney Plus next month. Very good. That's an Best animated series. Best of the series. Spider-Man animated series. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty good, Fedra. You know, it, it kind of yeah, goes through. Yeah, I saw through... the trailer with Miles Morales and Gwen. No, this is this is this Spectacular Spider-Man. It's an oh. animated series, you know, about Peter Parker. Um, it, has, it has a simplistic style of uh, character design. But the stories and the voice acting is just terrific on it. It like I, I've it's always been a favorite of my Spider-Man series. No, I know that. I know Jack has always suggested me to check it out, and I have checked it out. It is pretty good. Sometimes they do take stories from the comics and they bring it over. Oh, um, okay. That that's it. it. It's good because it, we've had a lot of. The stuff that Disney does, the Spider-Man series, is just awful. I've never stuck with it to find out if it got any better because it's just they they tie it too much to the MCU and Nick Fury and, you know, it's not fun. But the Spectacular Spider-Man, I think it had Gwen in there, right? And Harry. Yeah, it had Gwen, Harry. Um, Norman. Really, you got to know Gwen. You know, Gwen Stacy, because in the comics, she was, you know, she was in them for a little while in the span of the whole Spider-Man saga. Um, But you really got to know her and like her in Spectacular Spider-Man. And same thing, Mary Jane was in there, too. But you saw where Gwen was the smart girl and Mary Jane was the party girl. But that doesn't make... Gwen, a boring, smart girl, or Mary Jane, a, a trashy party girl. I mean, everything had a very good mix to it, a very level keel where you got to know these characters and you got to like them a lot. Yeah, no, definitely. Even Flash Thompson. Hmm. You even got to know Flash Thompson. Hmm. I should you, it out. you watched that, uh, that HBO series with Zendaya. You mentioned it recently. No, I didn't see it. I just saw the trailer. Euphoria? Euphoria, yeah. Yeah, I thought the acting I, was, was pretty good. Yeah, well, apparently she won an Emmy, I think, for that role last week. 
Well, it's either about who you know or she actually did the work. So no, I, we won't I, know I, it if we see I, the show. And I'm not saying that. that just about her. I say that about anybody because it is really about who you know in that network. So why that's I I think it's you know, they bought that for her because I don't think she's a good actress. I did see the trailers for it multiple times and she just she's like a a wooden block and in any movie that she does. Uh and Chadwick Bozeman won an Oscar for what if uh, Oscar Emmy. You called that. So not surprised. No, not surprised. Um, may he rest in peace. I'm sure he probably would feel funny about that. <laughs> anyway, I guess that's it. Unless Jack did. Did you watch any more of the rings of power? Uh, actually I didn't. I didn't get to catch that or. Uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, the dragons game throne of drag dragons whatever it's called i didn't get to watch either of them this week so i will i will just say i watched the rings of power the fourth fourth episode or i forget what episode they're on now third third episode boring as hell i'm done after this. you're done it was so boring dude i i just you'd have to see it i, I was like waiting for something to happen for 40 minutes yeah uh you know the pacing on it is it's beautiful, but the pacing on it is pretty slow where, you know, like we were talking about it earlier in the week, Fedra, how something's got to happen. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, we've gotten to meet these characters, learn a little bit about them. But, you know, we got to see something good happen. So a good battle scene or, you know, some monster show up aside from the sea monster where all we got to really see was the swish of the tail. Um, what, what, what was it? Where are they? Those hobbits are they called the, the hardfoots? Yeah. Har, harfoot, harfoots. Yeah. So they came in towards the end. Right. And I don't know if you saw in the previous episode, her father hurt his foot, you know, I guess he's got like a broken ankle or something like that. And they're, they're going through a migration and they're basically like, well, if you fall behind in the migration, you die, basically. Like there's like a whole long trail going from wherever they have to go from That's north comforting. Yeah. to south. You know, and again, they're supposed to be this friendly group of people, um, these little hobbits and all that that like, well, you know, if you're too slow, you know, well, but it was just weird, is that they're before the migration starts, they're it's almost like you're in church and they're going through all the people that died in the past from the migration. Right. They're like the Smith family. Kind of like uh, ancestor worship. Did you did you see that? Yeah. Oh, then that, that's the episode I'm talking about. I, I saw parts of it. I don't know how it ended, but I do remember uh, them going through the na- names yeah, they, of those they, they left going, behind. Yeah, and they, and they would all say something like, Lord, hear our prayer. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like, wait a minute. So you're doing this for 10 minutes who are the writers that are writing for this show, you know, that you have to put all this crap in there because you just wasted so much money that no one needed to hear this stuff. But in, a, in the end, you know, and they do that stupid trope where the two Hobbit girls, they go into like the, the main Hobbit, like the, the shaman Hobbit's tent to steal a map from him. And like the one girl is hiding under the table and then the shaman Hobbit goes in there and, and then the other girl's like, oh, it's like, oh, I just wanted to say how great I think you are. 
And I don't know what you would do if you left, you know, and then so the girl moves to the left that's hiding in there. I would just love to see good writing would be like, I know you're in here, you know, and just call them out. I hate when they have somebody hide when somebody's in the room and they never figure out that they're in the room. I would have just praised the show if that Shaman Hobbit would have said, I know you're in here. Get out. Get out under the table. Like I said, something, something's got to happen. Like something big, like a bunch of orcs raid someplace or the Balrog shows up in Casadoom. Well, something, no, they, something's got to happen soon. Well, these orcs have been kidnapping people from underground and then like they're built, right. having to build tunnels, you know, and chaining them like slaves and. It's just so dumb. I, you know, I, I, I kind of tolerated the first two episodes, but this last one just was like, I think I'm done. You know, I, well, I don't know how it ends, so I got to see. Right. And then, like I said, uh, House of Dragons, uh, supposedly something big happened this week. No, I heard that's good. That I've been kind of mixed on, but um, like I said, I hope Lord of the Rings picks up. Alrighty. All right, let's wrap this one up. All right. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always shoot me an email at jackm at wdwnt.com. And Fedra? You can follow me on Instagram. You can be my friend on Facebook. And you can also email me at fedra at wdwnt.com. Oh, before I forget, I've got to mention this. So I just wanted to point out the cast of the little mermaid so we, we know how barely is a little mermaid yeah M- melissa mccarthy is ursula uh javier bardim you, you know him no he was in no country for old men oh oh the weird guy with yeah. the dark hair he's king triton uh uh lin-manuel miranda is the chef of course, because they got to get him in there somewhere. Aquafina is Scuttle. That movie's going to bomb. They keep throwing <laughs> her work. Yeah, it's just, give me a break. That movie is just not going to work. Wait, Melissa McCarthy can't be Ursula. No. Why not? Like I said, it has to be a full cast of the same origin. So maybe Queen Latifah. Or already, Lizzo, they've or, already finished the film. Yeah, they need to switch it all out now. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> anyway, you can find me or uh, email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. I'll just cut it short and say, with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 8, Episode 41. Until, so until next time, see ya. Good night, all, and be good to each other. Good night, everyone.